This EHIV review program is presented by DKB Med Radio. At this point, it's unclear whether the medications that are associated with weight gain actually have a specific effect on the weight accumulation, or is this an apparent effect in that the drugs that serve as comparators for clinical trials have a weight suppressive effect? Weight gain in people living with HIV, a clinical concern. Welcome to EHIV Review. We know that many patients initiating ART gain a clinically significant amount of weight. For some, their rising BMI may be strongly associated with an increased risk of metabolic abnormalities like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, dyslipidemia, and hypertension. What's causing this weight gain? Are there prognostic clues to help identify which patients may be most at risk? What research has been done, and what's the evidence say? That's what we're here to talk about today with Dr. Todd Brown, Professor of Medicine and Epidemiology in the Division of Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism at Johns Hopkins University. For Dr. Brown's disclosures and additional CME information, please go to our website, ehivreview.org, and select the Volume 7, Issue 10 link. I'm Bob Busker, Managing Editor of EHIV Review. Dr. Brown, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for the invitation, Bob. Let's start right in with our first learning objective. Describe medication selection for ART initiation in patients for whom potential weight gain should be minimized. So take us to the clinic, if you would please, Dr. Brown, with a patient scenario. So the patient that we'll be talking about is a 45-year-old African-American woman who was recently diagnosed with HIV infection on routine screening. She presents for initiation of antiretroviral therapy. Her CD4 cell count is 600, and her HIV RNA is 40,000 copies. Her body mass index is 28, and she has a strong family history of diabetes mellitus and cardiovascular disease. Her fasting glucose is 115 milligrams per deciliter. She's heard that HIV medications are associated with weight gain and wants to avoid this. She's already overweight, and she's got a family history of type 2 diabetes and CVD. Should she be concerned about weight gain with antiviral therapy initiation? This is a patient who does have multiple risk factors for developing diabetes. As you mentioned, she is overweight and she has a family history of diabetes, both of which are very strong risk factors for diabetes. What we don't know about her is whether she also had a history of gestational diabetes, which would be important to know as that also is a strong risk factor for diabetes. But we can see now that she has glucose in the pre-diabetes range. So her fasting glucose is 115. So keep in mind that a fasting glucose between 100 and 125 is considered pre-diabetes. And of course, this is another very strong risk factor for diabetes. So really, in order for her to avoid diabetes and other metabolic diseases, weight loss is essential. And as we've seen, her BMI is 28. The issue here, though, is that we know that people gain weight with initiation of antiretroviral therapy. And those who gain weight are really is across the board, but the highest weight gain are those who have a low CD4 cell count and a high viral load. In her case, her CD4 cell count is 600 and her viral load is 40,000. Nevertheless, I would expect her to gain some weight during initiation of antiretroviral therapy. Now, one important thing here is that this weight gain that we see with antiretroviral initiation is metabolically relevant. It is associated with an increased risk of developing diabetes. 
Another important factor here is the specific antiretroviral regimens that we decide to put her on, as there are differences in how much weight gain they lead to. Well, we know that each case is individualized and unique, but how much weight gain, um, on average, is common? What have the data shown? There have been a lot of studies over the years that have looked at weight gain with initiation of antiretroviral therapy, and they really come to the same conclusion that it is very common. And even 20 years ago, when we were talking about lipoatrophy and lipohypertrophy and regimens that led to fat wasting, even those regimens that had significant lipoatrophy associated with them, like the NRTI D4T, there was an increase in limb fat before there was a decrease. Now, with more modern regimens, the magnitude of the change in weight is somewhere around two to four kilos over two years. And this has been seen really quite consistently. One really important point, I think, is that it's important to note that these are averages. And there are going to be some people who gain a lot more than average. So in these studies, it's also important to look at people who gain what we think is a clinically significant amount of weight. And we generally think about that as about 10% or so. And so this is the population that you're particularly worried about that may go on to develop metabolic abnormalities, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, dyslipidemia, hypertension as a result of the weight gain that they've had. Some of this effect may be a return to health phenomenon. A return to health phenomenon? This is where people who are ill with untreated HIV start out at a low weight and gain weight back as they suppress their viral load and return to health. So these people are actually getting better. However, we do see weight gain in people who are normal weight or even overweight. And so, for example, in the DAD study, which is a large cohort, mostly in Europe, a 2006 study showed that while people who were underweight gained an average of 2.5 BMI points, which is probably a return to health phenomenon, there was significant weight gain in those people who were normal weight. They gained over five years about 1.3 BMI points. And even people who are overweight gained about a little less than one BMI point over this five-year period. So even people who are normal weight or overweight can gain a significant amount of weight with the initiation of antiretroviral therapy. So BMI prior to ART initiation? Demographics play a role too. And so we know that certain populations may gain more weight with antiretroviral initiation than others. For example, women on average gain more weight than men with initiation of antiretroviral therapy. And African-Americans gain more weight than Caucasians with initiation of antiretroviral therapy. So it's important to keep that in mind. In this patient's case, she is an African-American woman. So just by virtue of her demographics, she would be at the higher risk of developing significant weight gain with antiretroviral initiation. So what we're talking about here, well, that takes us right to the heart of our learning objective. Our goal is to minimize weight gain when initiating ART therapy. For the patient you presented, are there particular medications she should avoid? And again, I want to ask you, what does the evidence say? There's been more and more evidence in the last five years that tenofovir alafenamide, so this is a new formulation of tenofovir, a very potent NRTI, 
has been associated with more weight gain than some of the other NRTIs. Also, there's been evidence that certain integrase inhibitors, and namely dalutegravir and dictegravir, have been associated with weight gain. And this is with antiretroviral initiation studies. This, of course, applies to her as she is antiretroviral naive. Now, it's unclear whether or not this is a direct effect of these drugs, or is it a function of the drugs that other medications were compared to? In other words, it's been suggested, and there's some evidence to show, that some of the comparator drugs may actually suppress weight gain, such that when you look at the comparison of TAF, tenofovir-alafenamide, or the integrase inhibitors, the effect of these drugs on weight gain is magnified. So at this point, we can't say with certainty that avoiding these drugs is the best strategy to minimize the weight gain. But we know that there's not a lot of direct evidence. But from the evidence that is available, which ART regimen would you recommend for this patient? Yeah, so this is a great question. So let's talk a little bit about the NRTI backbone first. The choices in modern antiretroviral therapy are really TAF, abacavir, TDF, so tenofovir disoproxyl fumarate, the older formulation of tenofovir. And each of these generally has either FTC or 3TC. Now, some regimens just contain one NRTI, generally 3TC. And then there are some regimens that don't contain any NRTI at all. There have been studies which take a group of data, and there was a, a really nice meta-analysis that was done with Paul Sachs as the first author, to look to see which NRTIs are associated with the most waking. And it's clear that those who initiate TAF gain more weight than those who initiate with TDF. And abacavir is somewhere in the middle. So when you're choosing between these potential regimens, they each have their own issues. First, TDF has some renal and bone toxicities, which have been well described. And they're relatively mild in most, but they could be clinically significant. And part of the problem is you don't really know in which patients they're going to become clinically significant. So that's a concern with TDF. Abacavir has been associated with cardiovascular disease. And this is, of course, something that we want to avoid. But again, there's controversial data about this. So each of these choices has some downside. Now, there's some evidence that the differences in weight gain of these drugs are related to the weight suppressive effects, as I mentioned before, of TDF and to a lesser extent, perhaps abacavir. So it could be that people are initiating ARC with TAF and are gaining weight and are doing so along what would be a normal trajectory for them. In other words, TAF really isn't contributing to their weight gain. The PrEP studies can be very helpful in this regard because they take the HIV factor out of the equation, and you're really just comparing the effect of medication. And in these studies, there were differences between people initiating TAF for PrEP in terms of weight gain and people initiating TDF, where weight gain was seen more with TAF than with TDF. But it suggests that the TDF did indeed have a weight suppressive effect and people with TAF were gaining weight along their normal trajectory as what would be expected for aging. Now for the third drug, 
As I mentioned previously, dolutegravir and bictegravir have been associated with weight gain, but in most trials, the comparator drug is the NNRTI efavirenz, which may also have some weight suppressive effects. And this is particularly well seen when you look at levels of efavirenz. So people who have the highest levels of efavirenz have the least amount of weight gain, suggesting that the higher levels of efavirenz are actually suppressing some of the weight gain that you see. Other possibilities for this person may include protease inhibitor or another NNRTI like doraverine. But really, head-to-head trials with integrase inhibitors compared to these drugs are, are very limited, so it's difficult to give firm evidence-based recommendations. Aside from working with her clinician to help determine the best antiviral to start her on, what else can she do to minimize the weight gain that may happen with ART initiation? So there's actually quite a bit she can do. And she's concerned, so that means that she's motivated. So this is a, a really good sign. And that can be harnessed to help her manage this. So the first is that she should know that initiation of antiretroviral therapy is associated with weight gain. And she should know a little bit about the data so that she can institute some lifestyle changes. And so importantly, it would be good to refer her to a nutritionist to go over her diet in detail to see whether or not she can institute changes that would give her more of a healthy diet to cut some calories before she actually initiates and give her some strategies to continue that diet during the initiation of the antiretroviral therapy and beyond. And it's also important to talk with her about her level of physical activity and to have her engage in physical activity that she enjoys doing and that she will be able to sustain over the long haul. So these are really lifestyle changes that are critical for her in general, but particularly critical during this period of antiretroviral initiation in the first two years where people tend to gain most of their weight. Now, in this patient, she has risk factors for the development of diabetes. So she has a strong family history. She has prediabetes, and she has a BMI that is in the overweight range. And so we need to consider whether adjunctive therapy would be important for her. So metformin is a commonly used diabetes drug that's safe and can prevent diabetes from developing in people who have prediabetes like this patient. So it's associated with about a 30% risk reduction in diabetes onset in people with prediabetes compared to usual care. And this came from the landmark diabetes prevention program study. So metformin would be very reasonable for this patient to prevent her from developing diabetes down the road, regardless of the antiretroviral initiation, but it may be particularly important during this period of antiretroviral initiation when she is likely to gain weight during this process and could develop diabetes. There are potentially other drugs that may be used for diabetes prevention, but metformin is by far the drug with the best data behind it. 
keep in mind that there really are no data for adjunctive metformin in the setting of antiretroviral initiation. So we're doing some extrapolation here, but I would strongly encourage her to start metformin in this setting. Last question on this case, doctor. Is there any evidence that a change in weight due to ART is associated with new type 2 diagnoses or worsening of existing diabetes, or for that matter, any increase in adverse cardiovascular events? That's a great question, and there's more and more data to suggest that the answer is yes. There's definite evidence, and I had mentioned the DAD study earlier, that the initiation of antiretroviral therapy and the weight that's gained during this period is associated with an increased risk of type 2 diabetes in people who are normal weight at baseline or overweight at baseline. So that's good evidence that this weight gain that you see with antiretroviral therapy isn't benign. Now, there are some data to suggest about cardiovascular events. The same DID study didn't show the same thing for cardiovascular disease, but there's some data to suggest that initiation with integrase inhibitors is associated with cardiovascular disease events. So these are new data from the last year. And there are some data, again, new data in the last year, suggesting that integrase inhibitor initiation is associated with diabetes risk. So I think we're seeing more and more data to help us understand the risks of initiating various antiretroviral therapies. Well, thank you for bringing us this case, Dr. Brown. Our learning objective is describe medication selection for ART initiation in patients for whom weight gain should be minimized. What are the key things our listeners should take away from our discussion? Number one, People do gain weight with the initiation of antiretroviral therapy, and this is generally in the two to four kilo range over 96 weeks, but some people gain much more than that, and that's important because this can lead to metabolic problems down the road. The other important point here is that more weight gain is seen in women and in people of color. The second big point is that some medications are associated with more weight gain than others. For the NRTIs, regimens containing tenofovir alafenamide have been associated with more weight gain. For the third drug, the integrase inhibitors dolutegravir and bictegravir have been associated with more weight gain than their comparators, generally the NNRTI efavirenz. The third point here is that at this point, it's unclear whether the medications that are associated with weight gain actually have a specific effect on the weight accumulation, or is this an apparent effect in that the drugs that served as comparators for clinical trials have a weight suppressive effect? And this is something that is being researched quite a bit at this point. From a clinical standpoint, this is the fourth important point, it's important to talk to your patients about weight gain prior to the initiation of antiretroviral therapy. And for people who are at high risk of having weight gain or at risk of having metabolic consequences related to weight gain, like our patient who has prediabetes and a strong family history of diabetes, Discussing lifestyle changes up front is really critical. Referral to a nutritionist may be helpful. And for those with prediabetes, adjunctive treatment with metformin may be a good strategy to prevent diabetes during this period where we think there's going to be weight gain. Thank you, doctor. And we'll return with Dr. Todd Brown from Johns Hopkins University 
in just a moment. Health equality, and in particular racial disparities in healthcare, is become a growing concern and with good reason. The evidence shows that African Americans are disproportionately impacted by HIV, with new HIV diagnosis rates eight times higher than whites. Prescriptions for PrEP also lag behind. What are the barriers to HIV treatment equality, and how can we overcome them? One step towards that answer is Fade Out HIV, an on-demand webinar hosted by Dr. William King, a Los Angeles primary care physician known nationally and internationally for his work in HIV-AIDS and his research on racial disparities and access to HIV care and treatment. The CME-accredited Fade Out HIV webinar is provided by DKB Med in partnership with the Postgraduate Institute for Medicine, supported by Gilead Sciences, and is free of charge. Visit fade.dkbmed.com to watch the on-demand video. Welcome back to this EHIV Review Podcast. Our guest is Dr. Todd Brown from the Division of Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism at Johns Hopkins University. And we've been talking about ART initiation in patients with comorbidities where weight gain needs to be minimized. I'd like to turn now to our second learning objective. Discuss the evidence about whether the weight gain that has been associated with ART agents is actually caused by these agents. So with that in mind, if you would please, Dr. Brown, take us to the clinic with another patient scenario. The patient is a 55-year-old white male who's transferred to your practice. His HIV has been well-controlled. He reports that five years ago, he switched from a regimen of tenofovir disaproxyl fumarate, emtricitabinefavirins, to tenofovir alafenamide, emtricitabine, and bictegravir. Since then, he's also reported gaining about seven pounds. His BMI is now 26. It's important to note that he does not have any other medical problems. He has heard that the new tenofovir and integrase inhibitors are associated with weight gain and wondering whether his ART switch five years ago may be contributing. So he switched his ART regimen and he's now overweight. How likely is it that the switch is the cause of his weight gain? So at this point, cause is really difficult to determine, particularly in this gentleman. Weight gain is really common over time, and the seven pounds over five years really would be quite consistent with what we see for a 50 to 55-year-old male over this time period. So TAF and Bictegravir, which are part of his new regimen, have been associated with weight gain when switching antiretroviral therapy compared to staying on TDF or Favarins, which he was on. But the latter drugs may have weight suppressive effects that account for these changes in weight when you look at the differences. So people may be stopping drugs that have weight suppressive effects. This really doesn't rule out that these drugs may contribute to weight gain, but it could be that the older drugs and the lack of them are also contributing by releasing the suppressive effects on weight. And of course, it could also be related to the fact that he's a middle-aged man and five years have passed and he has gained weight. So we don't know for sure what's responsible for his weight gain. It could be changing his meds or it could be he's gotten older or something else. So doctor, what something else might be going on to explain this weight gain? I think it's important to probe any changes in his diet or physical activity or other lifestyle changes that might have happened in the last five years. He may have changed jobs and changed his dietary pattern. His 
sleeping could have changed. And we know that sleep disturbances are related to weight gain. He could have changed his exercise or physical activity patterns in terms of frequency, duration, or intensity. Or he could be sitting a lot more. And this we saw quite a bit in the pandemic when people were quite sedentary and weight gain was very common. Final question on this patient, doctor. Would switching him off his newer ART regimen and going back to TDF, emtricitabine, and efavirenz, would that help him lose the weight that he's gained? Is there any evidence and what does it say? That's a really great question and one that we don't have the answer to yet. It's being investigated, but at this point, we don't know. We don't have good clinical trial evidence to tell us what happens after we switch people off of these regimens that we think may be contributing to weight gain. And so that has important implications in terms of the pathophysiology of this weight gain phenomenon, that is, whether these medications are actually causing the weight gain, but also obviously has importance from a clinical standpoint. Does switching off these potentially offending medications help? So for him, his weight gain really hasn't been all that extreme. His BMI is near normal. He doesn't have any weight-related complications. He's tolerating his current regimen well. I think the rationale for switching would not really be strong. Now, instead of gaining seven pounds, if he had gained 27 pounds or 37 pounds, and especially if he developed some metabolic abnormalities, prediabetes or diabetes or hypertension or hyperlipidemia, I think the case would be stronger to try to change his regimen to see if whether or not that would help. But in this case, I would sit tight where he is and focus on the lifestyle changes. Thank you, Dr. Brown, for bringing us this case and sharing your insights with us. Our learning objective is discuss the evidence about whether the weight gain that has been associated with ART agents is actually caused by these agents. What are the key things our listeners need to know? Number one, in switching antiretroviral therapy, TAF, and the integrase inhibitors, Bectegravir and Dalutegravir have been implicated in weight gain. Number two, these have been generally implicated compared to other drugs, most frequently TDF in the case of TAF and efavirenz in the case of integrase inhibitors. And TDF and efavirenz may have weight suppressive effects. So it's really unclear exactly what the contribution is of TAF and integrase inhibitors to weight gain. Number three, we don't really know that these medications cause weight gain, but this issue is under intense investigation. From the Division of Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism at Johns Hopkins University, Dr. Todd Brown, thank you for joining us for this EHIV Review Podcast. Thanks for the opportunity, Bob. For EHIV Review, I'm Bob Busker. To receive CME credit for this activity, please take the post-test at ehiv.dkbmed.com. EHIV Review is supported by educational grants from Gilead Sciences Incorporated, Janssen, and Vive Healthcare. The opinions and recommendations expressed by faculty and other experts whose input is included in this program are their own. This enduring material is produced for educational purposes only. EHIV Review is copyright with all rights reserved by DKP Med LLC. Thank you for listening.